Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. I'm so excited to talk all about this taboo subject. The last couple weeks, I feel like I've talked so much about entrepreneurship and business, and while I love all of that, I have been missing my taboo talks. So (laughs) hopefully you have been as well. I love talking about things that are seemingly very taboo in our cultures, and yet are so intrinsic to the divine feminine, to womanhood, to really being a human being. So got another taboo podcast for all of you. And today we're talking about the wisdom of the yoni. And the yoni is another word for the vagina. Now this is our most sacred space as women. And we're going to talk all about why that is. And then some of the best things you can do to support your yoni in healing whether that's physically, if you have something going on in terms of a health problem or energetically or spiritually, especially if you've experienced trauma of any kind, or if you simply want to be able to feel more pleasure in this space, all of this information is very much vital. This sacred space is such a magical portal. And yet how many of us grew up feeling like this was a dirty place, that this was a sinful place, that this was a place that you did not look at, you did not touch, you stayed away from. And we're going to talk about how shame is so embedded in our culture around the vagina. And then it's really no wonder that so many of us grow up and feel disconnected from this space, have a hard time experiencing pleasure, let people into this space that maybe on an intuitive level we knew were not good for us, but we lacked that self-awareness and maybe even that self-respect and love. And so we let people that were not worthy into our most sacred space. I would guess that's happened to most of us listening to this podcast. So when we reclaim the yoni or the vagina, we are reclaiming the deepest part of ourselves. Maybe some of you listened to the podcast a few months ago all about the cervix, and if you didn't listen to that one, you need to because that was one of the best podcasts I've ever done. And I'm going to do a part two at some point because I could talk for another hour just about the cervix. That's how amazing the cervix is. We've got a podcast coming up soon all about the womb, about the clitoris, you know, these parts of our anatomy that are so beautiful, that have so much power, and yet so many of us feel so disconnected and feel like we're not even educated about our own anatomy. Isn't that wild? Quickest way to disempower someone is don't educate them about their bodies. So today we're talking about the Yoni, how we can reconnect to this beautiful space, and then how we can support her in healing and as usual, blending that science and spirituality, as well as blending the physical with the spiritual. So Let's dive right into our most sacred space. So I'm going to be using the word yoni and vagina interchangeably here. Yoni is a Sanskrit word for sacred space. And Sanskrit is the traditional or the old language of India. So a lot of yogic texts and things are written in Sanskrit. It is no longer an active language. But that is what the word yoni means, is sacred space or sacred temple. 
And I think when we start to call this space by that name, immediately we notice a change. It's amazing to me how many of us, when we were growing up, received the most weird and random terms to describe this space. And maybe you, you can even pause this episode for a moment and reflect on what, what did you learn was the name for this space? I've done this at retreats where I have everyone go around and share the names and we all laugh and laugh and giggle and it's so funny, but also so shocking. And it really begs the question, why? Why were we not taught even the anatomical word to know that, you know, this is a vagina. Instead, we learned these funny little fluffy words to describe this space. And so because we're afraid to even name this space, that right there begins the process of disconnect and shame. So think of a little girl who has never learned the true name for this space, who's taught that it's a hush-hush kind of thing, something you don't talk about. You can see how quickly that disconnects her. And so while I don't love the word vagina, and I'll talk about that in a a moment, the, the true Latin meaning of that word and why it's disempowering, I do think it's shocking to see how many of us learned strange words about the vagina And this began the disconnect right there. So if you are a mama, if you're planning on having kids, or, you know, if you are around children in a capacity where you have some influence like this, of course, with their parents' consent, you could begin to implement some different words and some different habits and things that's going to allow them to skip over all of this stuff we've all had to do, all this disempowering work, all of this journeying, all of this figuring it out the hard way, and instead give them the guidebook to how to grow up connected to their yoni. That's going to shift this next generation. So what is the meaning of the word vagina and why do I not love that word? Well, first of all, I think there's nothing sacred about the word vagina. And I think that's why maybe even some of our parents felt uncomfortable using the medical term. And so that's why they made up the the fluffy names. Um, There is nothing empowering about the word vagina. If you like the word vagina, if it feels empowering for you to say, then you're one of the rare few people that I've ever met that can say that. I think for most of us, it comes off very coarse and very hard. It doesn't feel soft. It doesn't feel beautiful. It doesn't feel empowering in the least bit to me and to most of the women that I've worked with. And so I kind of set out on this journey a few years ago wondering what does this word actually even mean? What does the medical term vagina mean? And so I looked it up and hold on to your hats because it is horrifying actually as to what it means. So the word vagina comes from a Latin root word, which means, are you ready for this? Means sword sheath. Yes, you heard that right, a sword sheath meaning that that's all that space is good for. So it's just a place for a sword or a penis. That's it. It has nothing to do with you, your empowerment, your pleasure. It is just a resting place for something else. And that right there is where the disconnect starts. Isn't that shocking? Yes, if you want to welcome someone into your sacred space, by all means, that's wonderful. Do that. But that is not all that it's meant for. And when we say a sword sheath, we're saying that that is what it's meant for, that that is all it's good for, that it's for someone else and never for ourselves. And so that really disturbed me to know that that was the true meaning of the word vagina. And I thought, no wonder this word has never resonated for me. 
Do I think the anatomical word is better than a fluffy word? Yes. Do I think though that there are way better words than vagina? Yes. And so that is why I and many people in the Tantra and spirituality communities have reclaimed the word yoni because that actually encompasses what this space truly is. And that is your most beautiful, sacred space. And when we start to treat it as our most sacred space, our standards increase, we have much more connection to ourselves, and we live from a place of connection of our deepest essence. And that's really, really key. So how do we know if we're connected to the Yoni? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we could assess how connected we are. And so without judgment, just ask yourself these following questions. Do you feel like you have walls up around you? Do you feel like you have to protect yourself all the time? Or do you feel like you're an open, expressive, creative person? Is it easy for you to experience pleasure? Would you say that it's easy for you to share intimacy and to share your emotions? Is sex painful for you? Do you feel like it's easy for you to orgasm? Do you feel connected to your menstrual cycle? These are just a few questions that could help you gauge where you're at in your journey and know that for most of us, we're going to start out feeling a bit disconnected. It's really almost inevitable in this culture to feel disconnected from your yoni or to maybe even feel a sense of numbness. That's the most common symptom of a disconnect. So especially if you find in intimacy that there's a sense of numbness, that there has to be a lot of force behind it to feel anything. Or if you feel like there's just a disconnect in general, almost like it doesn't even exist, I would say that also falls into that numbness category. So now knowing where you're at in terms of your connection to your yoni, let's talk about some of the ways to support her in healing and to support you in reconnecting to this sacred space. It is no wonder why in cultures and sacred traditions like Tantra, they really advocate for a deep connection to your most sacred space because this is where kundalini energy begins. This is part of the vagus nerve, and I'm going to do a whole podcast on that soon because it's the craziest, most epic thing in the whole world to understand how there is one nerve that runs from your yoni into your cervix, through your heart, and then into um, the base of your head. And this connection is extremely significant, especially if we are healing trauma and also if we are working on feeling empowered, connected, or maybe a modern sense of the word enlightened. And so, yeah, that's coming soon. I don't, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because then this whole podcast is going to become about that. So let's talk about why these cultures believed this was so significant by talking about what you can do right here and right now to change the way you connect with your yoni and give her more love and recognition for how beautiful of a space she really is. Okay. So the number one most important thing that you can do to connect to your yoni is to observe her. And for a lot of us that grew up in very uh, shameful environments or religions, this might be triggering already. Um, I can say, especially growing up in rural Utah, you better believe that we did not talk about this. This was bad. This was a sin. Uh, the yoni was thought of as gross or dirty. And so truly, it wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I even looked at this space with a mirror and really asked, 
who, what is this? And what is this connection like? And what does my yoni look like? And so to simply learn how to observe this space and recognize the beauty, recognize the power that comes from this space is really, really powerful for women. And often when I'm talking about the cervix, I encourage women to do the same with that. When you are at the gynecologist, ask for a mirror while they have the speculum inside of you so you can witness your cervix. There's so much power to understanding your anatomy. And like I said at the beginning, quickest way to disempower someone is to not educate them about their own body. So change this story and start to look at your own body, look at your own anatomy and see her as beautiful. So get a mirror, sit down or lay down in bed and just observe this space. Notice the shameful thoughts or feelings that come up. Notice the stories or the judgment and from a place of love, refocus your energy and choose to observe her in a sense of awe. So that's one of the most important things you can do. But now let's talk about some other tools. The second most important thing I think is vaginal steaming. This is a subject I've talked about a lot. I've got a whole podcast on that. So if you're not familiar with it, go back and listen to that one because that's a really good one. And it's such a big trend right now. And so I think it's like a 40 minute podcast with me explaining the do's and don'ts of it, why it's important, the historic value of it and all of that. But vaginal steaming is a beautiful way to honor your yoni, to create a self-care practice around it and to rebalance your health, to rebalance your pH, especially if you notice a lot of changes throughout the month or if there are times when you don't feel quite as fresh. This is such a beautiful and sacred way to honor your most sacred space in a really, really gentle, gentle way. I absolutely love steaming. Um, And if you want to learn a little bit more about steaming or get a custom blend made for you, I do do that. So in the show notes, you can click there and we do a 10 minute phone consultation and then I'll custom blend a vaginal steam kit for you, depending on exactly what's going on for you. Meaning are your cycles really long or really short? How long is your bleeding? Do you have a lot of PMS? Do you have any health conditions going on? So we'll have a a mini consultation and I'll formulate a special blend just for you and exactly what you need. So that's super cool. It's been one of my favorite offerings to include in the last year. The third most important thing is to be really mindful about what you insert into this sacred space. Because newsflash, this is not a sword sheath, folks. (laughs) This is your sacred space to do what you want with. The more though you recognize the sacredness of the space, the more picky and selective you are about what you insert. So, I mean, some of the basic things like condoms and lube, we suddenly become more mindful of what kinds we're using. Because if we're using toxic kinds with spermicides and Lord knows what on the outside of it, then we are likely throwing off our pH, we're killing off our good vaginal flora, and then we wonder why we're getting yeast infections. And then we wonder why suddenly our discharge is changing and we feel like we have to steam just to stay on top of our health. These are all signs that something is off. And so there are many wonderful natural condoms that don't have toxic spermicides on it. There's lots of wonderful aloe-based lube. Just know that you can't mix oil and condoms. That will degrade the condoms, so don't like use coconut oil with condoms. That's a big mistake, and occasionally at retreats, women will say, yeah, I learned that the hard way because they got pregnant. So know that. That's not talked about very often. 
So there are lots of wonderful natural options for that. Um, vibrators, that's another thing that a lot of us tend to think of when we think of self-pleasure and all of that, but vibrators are actually not that good for the yoni because they numb it. So especially if you find that there is a sense of numbness or disconnect in your yoni, and especially if you're using vibrators, it's time to stop. You can still use sacred wands and things to connect with this space. And in fact, I advocate for that, but they cannot vibrate. That's going to numb the issue even more. So sorry, but there you go. <laughs> That's important to know. And then, of course, who do we allow to connect with us in this space? The more connected you are to your body, the higher your standards become. It's as simple as it gets. And so perhaps there were times in all of our lives we can reflect on and think when we were disconnected and we didn't fully connect with our body, we didn't ask for the consent of our body before we connected with another human being. We can feel compassion for that season of our lives. We can send so much love to that part of ourselves that was wounded and was afraid and was lost. But today starts a new beginning for you. By connecting to this space, you are saying there is a standard to enter this sacred space. And you must respect me. You must know my heart. You must know my soul. You must know my mind. And only then are you worthy to connect with me in this way. And I think that's such an empowering way to look at it, to remember that this is your most sacred space and it's not available to just anyone. So set your standard, what you feel is the right thing, and then live from that. And that's different for all of us. So simply being mindful of what you insert or who you allow to be in your sacred space. Another really important tip is to wear cotton underwear or go without. So this is one of the best ways to physically support the yoni. Wearing cotton underwear will allow your yoni to breathe. So it's when we wear a lot of the synthetic underwear that we trap bacteria in there and that's why things seemingly are off sometimes. Um, and really an amazing practice is to simply go without sometimes when you feel called to. I'm not saying to go to work that way, but like, you know, you, you live your life how you want, but when you are home or something like that or whatever, you can choose to go without underwear and allow your yoni to breathe. That's very, very important for the health of your yoni. So she's not meant to be trapped under all this clothing all the time. And that's why some women will notice some issues with their, their vaginal health because their yoni is never breathing. It's always in underwear. They're sleeping in underwear always. So that can become an issue. So feel into it, see how it feels to go without sometimes and just, just let your yoni breathe. Another really key thing is to balance your hormones. Again, especially if you feel like there is something physically off, if you feel like your discharge is off, if you feel like um, your cycle is all over the place, if there is pain, anything like that, these are all symptoms that something is maybe off and that needs to be addressed. So I'm all about preventative medicine. That's what naturopathic medicine really excels in is prevention. And so if you feel like you even have the littlest inkling that something might be off, that you want to support something, if your libido is super low, if you have a lot of vaginal dryness, 
Like I said, if your cycles are all over the place, those are all signs from your body that something is a little bit off. And so rather than waiting a couple years until something much larger manifests, get on that right now. That's so important. And of course, I'm here to support you if you want to address it in a naturopathic way where we can balance your hormones. And it's, again, different for every woman because everyone's hormones are doing different things. So know that it's really important to physically support your yoni. And by balancing your hormones, you'll see a huge difference in your discharge. You'll see a huge difference in the length of your menstrual cycle. You'll likely see a decrease in length in your entire cycle. So especially if you're like, you know, 45 day cycle kind of person or 38 or it's all over the place, you can't even predict it. That is hormonal. So in the show notes, you're welcome to book a session with me and we can chat more about that and give you the one-on-one support you deserve. One more thing. Another thing I love to do to support the healing of the yoni is to drink beautiful herbal teas. And this is one of the easiest ways to do both preventative medicine and to support your body if you're in the midst of healing something. And so my favorite blend, if I'm gonna make a tea that's specifically for my yoni, for my reproductive health, is a blend of red raspberry leaf, nettle leaf, and licorice roots. Red raspberry leaf is the ultimate feminine tonic bursting with iron. It is wonderful, it tones the uterus, it's an astringent herb, which means it kind of sucks up tissue, so, If you pee your pants a little bit when you like jump on a trampoline or if you, uh, you know, feel like after giving birth, especially things are not the way they once were, then red raspberry leaf's a great herb. Nettle is one of my favorites ever, I think, especially because it's an herb that we don't think about. And especially, you know, when I'm up in Alaska or, you know, Washington leading retreats, people are like, nettle? You mean that? weed I'm always chopping down and I'm like yes stop chopping it down it's amazing it's like the best herb you could ever work with and uh, nettle is high in every vitamin and mineral there is in the perfect proportion it is an adaptogenic herb which means it goes to wherever the chaos is in the body and heals that it's a really fascinating classification of herbs that we are just starting to understand but what that means is This herb is smart enough to know where the imbalance is in your body and it goes there. So if you've got a liver imbalance, it goes there. If you've got a reproductive imbalance, it goes there. So cool. And like I said, research is just starting to figure all this out and and we don't even understand how this is possible, but that's how cool our bodies are and herbs. They know how to work with each other. They were created to work with each other. And then I like licorice roots because that makes it a little bit sweeter and it's also wonderful for adrenal fatigue. And so talk about an amazing tonic. What I'll do is take a big quart mason jar, put these loose herbs in there, fill it with hot water, put the lid on and leave that overnight. And then the next day you'll see that the water is almost black. And that's amazing. That's all the goodness that you've pulled out of those herbs. You can then strain it and then heat it back up or drink it cold. And that's is a tonic if I have ever heard of one. That's absolutely amazing. One other thing, I actually have another thing, (laughs) and it's perhaps the most important, and that is to allow your body to receive. Allow your body to give you the consent before you connect with yourself or before you let a partner connect with you. Listen to your body and truly 
it doesn't have to be a, a strange or awkward thing, but if, you know, I'm about to connect in any way, I am always putting my hand on my womb or on my yoni and asking, is this what you want? And if she says no, then it's a no. If she says yes, then that's something we can start to explore. But that's very, very important. And it's why I like working with yoni eggs. And that's because that practice really advocates for listening to your body and gaining consent from your yoni. So you don't just shove yoni eggs inside of your yoni. You carefully, carefully warm up your body and then bring the egg to the opening of your yoni and then let your yoni receive it. So it's not like a, hey, I've got five minutes, let me put my yoni egg in. It's a practice. It's something that you're cultivating and spending a lot of time with. And that's why I think the yoni egg practice is amazing because it's repatterning how we connect with our body and our sacred sexuality. So if you haven't learned about yoni eggs, I did a podcast on that a few weeks ago. It was super good, one of the most listened to of all times because it's another thing like the vaginal steaming we hear about a lot, but you don't really get the full breakdown on it very often and what to look for when you would never use a yoni egg, the different sizes, different types of crystals. So go back and listen to that one. If you want to learn more about yoni eggs and how to really check in with your space before you insert something. So allow your body to receive. And when you're connecting with a partner, remember that a woman's body needs up to an hour to fully open and be ready to receive. And so this is why it's very, very important to cultivate a healthy form of foreplay before your partner is inserted so that A, your cervix has time to lift and get out of the way. That way you're not slamming into it and that's why a lot of women have a lot of pain during sex. And also your body will be able to create enough lubricants, your body will be ready to open and receive. So all this is really important and that only happens when the body has enough time to be activated. So those are the seven key aspects to allowing your yoni to heal. And remember that healing the yoni is going to support you in healing tightness as well as trauma and shifting that into a new pathway uh, to pleasure and to orgasm. So I'm going to encourage you right now, wherever you are, if you're driving, if you're at the office, (laughs) wherever you are, just lay your hand over that sacred space. You can keep it a little higher, more by your womb, wherever you want, doesn't matter. Just lay your hand over this sacred space and just take this moment to recognize how powerful you are. There is so much wisdom to this sacred space. She is not dirty. She is not gross. There is nothing wrong with her. She is the portal of consciousness. She is the seat of your power and she is the sacred space that cultures all over the world have been trying to understand since the beginning of time. And right here, you are connected to her. What a blessing that is. So honor this space. Tell her you're sorry for the times that you judged her or disconnected and be open to rewriting this story. And over the next few days, if you connect with yourself or with a partner, ask for her consent first and foremost. Be mindful of what you're inserting inside of her. Look at some of these different practices that you can weave in with the tea or the vaginal steaming or the yoni eggs and really live from a sense of pleasure. 
I assure you that if you follow these seven tools, you will be a transformed person. You will be far more connected to your yoni. And when you're connected to your yoni, you are connected to who you are and who you were born to be. I'm so grateful for all of you that are so courageously on this path with me that want to understand yourself better, that are willing to talk about these kinds of subjects that likely do bring up shame and guilt and fear. And yet you continue to listen to these podcasts, you continue to search and be open. And I truly am in awe of all of you for your courageousness, for your power, for your wisdom in doing all of this work. And remember that it is a practice and it is a it is an infinite doorway of potential, meaning that there's no end game. It's not like someday I'm going to heal this and I'm going to have an orgasm and then I'm going to be good. It's something that we're all going to be cultivating for our entire lives. So have I reached enlightenment and just maximized my yoni potential? No, of course not. And that's okay. So know that wherever you're, you're at right now is perfect and beautiful. And wherever you want to be is also beautiful. And it is accessible and it is within reach. But let go of the idea that there needs to be an end goal in mind. And instead, focus on the here and now. Focus on this present moment and just be grateful for this opportunity to heal yourself, to connect with your body, and to be open to new levels of pleasure and joy, perhaps more than you ever thought possible. If you need some support connecting to your yoni or your womb, or if you have a health condition going on that you'd like to address in a natural way, please know that you're always welcome to reach out to me. We do online virtual naturopathic consultations. You can go to goddessceremony.com naturopathy, or you can just go to the show notes and the link will be right there. It is such an honor to support amazing human beings like you. So I'm here if I can be of service. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. If you loved this episode, let me know. Go find me on Instagram at wildgoddess. I'd love to hear about it. So much love to each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.